Ozark Highlands Radio is brought to you by the Ozark Folk Center State Park in Mountain View, Arkansas, a wonderful way to enjoy yesterday. On the web at OzarkFolkCenter.com. <laughs> Greetings, folks. This is Dave Smith, host of Ozark Highlands Radio. Welcome to our show. We've got a real treat for you this week. We'll feature Mountain View, Arkansas's great string band, The Upjumpers, who play old-time string band music with a twist. We'll also be listening to the music of a fine contradance band called Mavish. And I'll explain a little about what contradancing is. In my trip down to the vault, Mark Jones will play us a tune from an old friend of ours, and our producer Jeff Glover and I will continue our discussion about the meaning of the term folk music. All that and more this week on Ozark Highlands Radio. Scott and Shea Poole have been playing bluegrass music with their friends Jackie and Crystal McCool for years, but lately they've fallen in love with old-time fiddle music of the Southern Mountains. In their new band, The Upjumpers, they're joined by their daughters, Lillianne McCool and Rebecca Poole. With good harmony fiddling and the sweet addition of a cello, they've achieved a really unique old-time style. Here's a fine set of tunes from The Upjumpers. I'm going Jumpers actually were started when we moved here first in 99. I was just learning to play fiddle, and Crystal McCool was my best friend. We started a family band together at that time. We were called the In It Mountain View Parlor Pickers, and we had our sons in it, her son Jared and my son Luke, and we played with them for years. As soon as we were able to crank out a few tunes, we faked it and became a band. The kids 
quickly became better than us and moved on to other kid bands. And then they graduated, moved off, and Crystal and I were then in an all-girl string band called Patchwork. And I had a lot of fun with that. And when that group, every, most, a lot of the people moved off, we uh, started this new group, Upjumpers, because Lillian had just started Music Roots. She was in fourth grade, just started banjo, and so she needed a band to be in. So she'd been playing three months when we started the Upjumpers and uh, tried out for the Folk Center. And now again, she's better than all of us. <laughs> Don't depart is away. From his wars and his fighting He has gone to a place He can take no delight in He can sit there and dwell On the glories he's seen up While alone he remains On the Isle of St. Helena
crashing and the white billows wave on the shore they are washing we may lose to the wind or the great mount diana while the bone he does rain on the isle of I mean, I love you guys. no, it's it's amazing though how these groups morph from one group. All the groups will morph from one group into another. Like our parlor pickers morphed into kicking out the boys and starting an all-girl string band so that we could sit around and have dinner and play music. And then that morphed into starting a whole bunch of kid bands because we would have the kids come play with us, and they needed a group to play in. And then when that folded, we have another kid now. We've adopted a 13-year-old, so we have a group for her. Chase her right around the stump and I gave him a lick for every jump. I'm gonna wear the story crown over there. Over there, over there, I'm gonna wear the story crown over there. Well, I've got no skill and I've got the lid and ash kiss tastes like short and red. I'm gonna wear the story crown
I have to speak for my wife, Shay. She started playing fiddle at, at 35 and uh, just kind of took to it like a duck to water. And I started out trying to play bluegrass. Um, and then our son, as he uh, evolved as a banjo player, he discovered the, the older uh, claw hammer banjo and just fell in love with it. And then she she went that direction towards the old time music, just uh, following his passions and, and developed a passion of her own. Do you miss me in Carolina? I miss you in Tennessee. You wish I was there beside you. started playing guitar when I was 12. Um, my dad had done some bartering for guitar lessons. And uh, when they first started teaching me bluegrass and old time, I was, I was fairly mortified. I was more of a top 40 kind of guy. Um, but 
it just grew on me. Got, got stuck with it. Uh, my dad bought a banjo when I was 14. He was going to learn to play the banjo so, so he could play along with me. And he tried. It just didn't work for him. He, or, and maybe because he wasn't putting in the hours, but, uh, but for whatever reason, it didn't work for him. He came home from work one day, and I had pulled it out of the bed and was playing some dueling banjos on it. And he just walked by and said, keep it, boy. <laughs> so I've been playing guitar and banjo ever since. You've been listening to the Mountain View, Arkansas old-time string band, The Upjumpers. In that set, they played The Married Man's Blues, a couple of Scottish tunes, The Cavers of Kirkudbright and Bonnie Isle of St. Helena, Chased Old Satan Through the Door, Erased the Miles, and a popular old fiddle tune, Mississippi Sawyer. A sawyer was a term used to describe an uprooted tree stuck on the bottom of the river, which was the bane of the riverboat men. We'll take a short break. After which, I think I'll head down to the vault to hear what old gem Mark Jones has found for us this week. This is Ozark Highlands Radio. Let's take our weekly trip down into the vault to visit Mark Jones, who uh, keeps all this music in line that we've recorded over the years. Hey, Mark, good to see you. Good to see you, Dave. I'm glad you made it. Well, what kind of music have you picked out for me this week? Well, I've been looking through here, and I'm up to the H's. And uh, it's all categorized alphabetically, you know, and I run across... Elliot Hancock. Ah, good old Elliot. He's a friend to everybody here at the Ozark Folk Center. He sure is. He's a good fella to know. And he's a smart fella, too. That guy probably knows more about folklore than anybody around here. He really does. You know, now, how did Elliot get down here is what I've been wondering. Well, I think that Elliot uh, was originally from Virginia. You can tell that when you hear him talk. And he was a good friend 
of Lynn McSpadden, who got into making mountain dulcimers early on when dulcimers really started to gain repopularity here in the United States. I think they came to Arkansas with the original intention of building a shop in Forest City, Arkansas, down in the Delta. They found out about Mountain View, and they came up here and built the dulcimer shop in Mountain View, which is still going to this day after about, oh, over 40 years now. Elliot came here to help build dulcimers, and I think then he found out about the Ozark Folk Center and applied for a job here and was the program director here for many years. That's right. He was here. Uh, he, in fact, he was one of my bosses when I first started. Mine, too. He's a great guy, and it probably is a good move that Lynn and, and uh, Cap Mary Catherine moved up here to Mountain View because I don't know if a Delta dulcimer would have ever gone. <laughs> Instead of a mountain dulcimer, that's right. And this is, after all, the folk music capital of the world, they say. So this is the place to to make and to sell dulcimers, and the dulcimer shop has sold thousands and thousands of them all over the world. That's true. And Elliot, like I said earlier, is uh, knows a lot about folklore and a lot about old-time songs and is a good musician as well. That's true. He is a great musician. And in fact, have you ever heard a Hole in the Stocking? A tune called Hole in the Stocking. That's it. No, I haven't. Have you got it here for us? I sure do. Why don't you take a listen and see if you've ever heard this before? Hole in the Stocking. I recognize that tune. You know, I know that as the Jenny Lind polka. Really? But like a lot of tunes, for instance, Crooked Stovepipe, which they also call the tune of a thousand names, a lot of these old tunes have different names in different regions, and it's probably called Hole in the Stocking, maybe over in Virginia. I bet that's true. I bet as they traveled, the songs traveled uh, west and came from Virginia and all through the Appalachian Mountains and into uh, Tennessee and into Arkansas. I bet they got renamed. And by the way, Elliot Hancock's still hard at it. He uh, actually, for the last several years, has been producing a radio show on a local station, KFFB in uh, Fairfield Bay, Arkansas. Every Saturday morning, I listen to it. It's live from the Ozark Folk Center. Well, that's great. I'm glad to hear about Elliot, and uh, he's always been a good friend of mine. Well, thanks a lot for digging that old song up for us. I appreciate it. Thank you. For many years now, on the third weekend in September, we have a dance weekend here at the Ozark Folk Center in conjunction with the Arkansas Country Dance Society. We always try to find a great band to play for the dances. And last year, we were honored to bring in a very special group all the way from the northeastern United States called Mavish. The name Mavish comes from an English colloquial term for the song thrush. 
Here are some ancient tunes from the band Mavish. Thank you.
Thank you. So this is a 13th century piece of music. We call it old time. A little old time music from... If you go to Europe, they have us beat by a mile in terms of old time music. <laughs> it's from northern Tuscany.
That was the band Mavish. American fiddler Jage Trudell, British-born guitarist Adam Broom, and Matthew Olwell on flute and boron. Mavish played here last year for the big contradances that we hold during the dance weekend. Contradance is a folk dance made up of long lines of couples. It has mixed origins from English country dance, Scottish and French dance styles in the 17th century, with a strong African influence from Appalachia. It's great fun. Let's take a break. Then we'll see if Jeff Glover has finally cracked the code on the meaning of the term folk music. You're listening to Ozark Highlands Radio. Welcome back. It's time to continue my ongoing conversation, sort of, with Jeff Glover, our producer here. Jeff keeps coming up every week with some different idea of what is folk music, and frankly, he hasn't hit it yet. But let's see what he's got this week. Okay, Dave. Okay, here's what I got. You know what? I listen to interviews all the time, and I'm listening to Wendy Colonna's interview. You remember Wendy Colonna? I do. She was on our show not too long ago. Yes, she was. She was. She's from Austin, Texas. Great singer-songwriter. Yeah. Right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm listening to her interview. and Well, anyway, just listen to the interview, and then we'll talk about it. Yeah, okay. What is a folk song? Ha, 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 ha. Well... In my experience in education, I honestly have a very, you know, Christ-like view on that. I'm radically inclusive when it comes to music. That I, A song is a folk song. There are folk songs, if you want to say, they are indigenous to an area, but I feel like with the cross-pollination of our culture by nature, I am influenced by muddy waters. <laughs> And Muddy Waters is cross-pollinated. Bob Dylan is cross-pollinated. I mean, so this Cajun tradition that's really pure and beautiful, this Arkansas tradition that's really pure and beautiful, is one thread in a tapestry of folk music that when you zoom out, you see a much, a very colorful quilt. And I don't think there's a wrong way to do it. I think punk rock is folk rock. You know, just as much as Woody Guthrie was. I think anything that has a soul and has a story and a narrative that brings you to a feeling is folk music. Okay, did you hear that? She said Bob Dylan is folk music. Bob Dylan's folk music. I've heard other people say that Bob Dylan's folk music. So I'm thinking I'm going to play Mr. Tambourine Man at the Ozark Folk Center. Uh, Jeff, you're close. You're getting close, but you're not there yet. This is music from, sure enough, I guess from later in the folk revival. Back when did that come out? In like 1967, 66, somewhere in there. But 
That's not Ozark folk music. Here at the Folk Center, we have a specific kind of music that we like to play, and that is music from the Ozarks, the old-time Ozark folk music. I don't think Bob Dylan qualifies. Well, David, it's acoustic. It's American. You know, I mean, the Ozarks are in America, you know? <laughs> That's true, Jeff, but it's not the Ozarks. It's just not. <sighs> Dave, you're so dumb. Jeff, are you picking out your own clothes again? Yeah, why? Uh, no reason. Hey, hey, hey. you detuned my guitar. <laughs> This week's featured performers, the Upjumpers, is a two-family band, and seeing them on stage, you can tell they have a good time playing together. Let's finish out our show this week with some of their good music. Jackie. Yeah, my family is musical. My entire family. My mom um, played the piano and sang, and her sisters, and then on my dad's side of the family, that whole family played, except for my dad and his brothers, pretty much. Um, my grandmother taught me the first chord I ever learned on a string instrument when I was probably seven or eight years old. Um, I didn't start playing uh, traditional music until I was 15 and uh, started out on the fiddle. But uh, my entire family played all my life. We'd have uh, gospel singings and things like that at home. And uh, so, yeah.
to start me on fiddle when I was very, very young, but I never liked it. So, in fourth grade, when I was doing these groups, she finally, she was wanting me to do fiddle, but I begged her and begged her, and she finally taught my mom and let me take banjo lessons. So, I've been doing that. traditional um, bluegrass. I didn't know anything about uh, folk music. Of course, as I was growing up, a lot of the stuff that was actually popular during that time, oddly enough, was folk music because, you know, that whole early 70s thing there. There was a lot of that coming back around, um, but that wasn't something that was even popular at our house because they were going to stick to the old stuff. We didn't listen to any of the new stuff. <laughs> God forbid we should listen to anything new. And so um, we grew up with that and, and grew up with a lot of church music. I have a lot of um, a lot of influence from gospel music, and more especially where I'm from in South Arkansas, a lot of that kind of bluesy um, gospel music, that, that real solely earthy uh, music It's not... Generally, some of the stuff I hear around this part, but I love to go back home or throw on the radio and listen to them. I miss that. Mm -hmm. 
I love old time music because I love the drive. Yeah, the drive, the pulse. Um, it's it, it's dance music. It's it's a lot of fun to play with all my friends, and we pick out tunes during the winter time and work on them together, and figuring out the right bow patterns for our fiddles, and it's a, a great type of music to play with a group of friends. And everybody's, it's all inclusive. So anybody who comes up with a banjo or a fiddle, we can ask them to join in. That was the Upjumpers from Mountain View, Arkansas. First they played a medley of Step Around Johnny and Red Rocking Chair, then the haunting Farewell Triumph and A Dream in Blue, followed by Amelia's Waltz and finishing up with Shortening Bread. Thanks for listening to our show. For more information about us and for links to past shows, check us out on the web at ozarkhighlandsradio.com. And you can find us on Facebook and iTunes too. For all of us here at Ozark Highlands Radio, I'm Dave Smith. See you next week. Ozark Highlands Radio is produced by Jeff Glover. Executive producer is Darren Dorton. Additional support for this program comes from the Committee of 100, proudly supporting the Ozark Folk Center State Park since 1974, and by Arkansas State Parks, with 52 unique reasons to visit the natural state. More information online at arkansasstateparks.com. For information on upcoming shows and events, we are on the web at ozarkhighlandsradio.com. Until next time, I'm Donna Farrar.